Thank you, Tomas. Ilebule and Lydia Lewis, they're talking about preparations for this Thursday's snap election in Vanuatu. Joining me now to talk a bit more about the election issues around this snap election is Dr. Tess Newton-Kane, Senior Research Fellow and the Project Leader for the Griffith Asia Institute's Pacific Hub. Tess is a citizen of Vanuatu and former long-term resident of Port Vila. She's now based in Australia. Welcome back on Pacific Waves, Tess. What are your thoughts on the election issues being discussed in Vanuatu in the lead-up to polling day? Yeah, so as you say, the elections will be on Thursday, so it's very much into the the home straight. We've seen the the candidates finalised. We know that campaigns have been ongoing. Um, You know, it's it's a bit hard to know exactly Given that it's a snap election, I guess everyone's kind of had to press go on things at fairly short notice. So there hasn't been, um, maybe there hasn't been as much media coverage as there would have been otherwise if there was a longer period. Um, but we do know that, uh, you know, that there's the, a number of a number of former prime ministers running, a number of people who've already had uh, parliamentary experience running, both as independents and also within the established parties. Um, and so I guess, yeah, we just now have to wait and see how things go on Thursday. We know that they've all, you know, the, the logistics has kind of swung into action with um, ballot boxes being dispatched around the country. Interesting item in the news over the weekend about the unavailability of the um, the patrol boat, which would normally play a very important part in transporting of ballot boxes because of ongoing problems with that boat. It's it's still out of service, um, so that's um, obviously made a bit of a hole in the planning. But I understand that the Australian government has provided some alternative logistical support to the Electoral Commission. So, yeah, obviously a very busy week for that team of people in order to get this across the line, um, as we would expect in Vanuatu, sort of fairly smoothly and safely. And I guess this time, this time next week, we'll be thinking about the results. Yeah, and um, we've seen some um, quite quite an active um, media releases and announcements from the commission. One of, one of the more recent ones, they've raised issues of getting reports of vote buying, and is um, uh, the chairman of the Vanuatu Electoral Commission issuing a stern warning to voters uh, not to accept cash to buy votes. Uh, this sort of uh, out the gate is this is this sort of expected in terms of past? I know, like. Speaking from Solomon Islands' uh, election sort of point of view, that's always at the forefront. But i um, not not heard it so publicly stated in Vanuatu before, in, to my memory. Yeah, I mean, I think what's, in, you know, the, the commissioner has said there have been reports, as in he's heard, you know, there's been talk, talk about this. But as far as I'm aware, there haven't actually been any complaints lodged yet, either with the commission or with the police. And the commissioner was at pains to say that if anybody was aware of this happening, that they should make a, a formal report because it is an offence under the Act and it can lead to results being deemed, um, you know, invalid. So, uh, you know, I think as the media said, we, we've kind of heard these reports and these rumours previously in relation to elections. As you say, I think it is a bit of a change for the commission, the electoral people, to be quite so on the front foot about it. There've been, you know, there've been a number of strange rumours flying around about, you know, you know, some, some, you know, I heard someone, and this really is kind of like cover bar talk, is, you know, about an African prince who's been, 
you know, you know, funding various political actors. But again, it's very hard to pin it down as to what is actually happening. I think the the main issue there is that the Commission wanted to make it very clear that this is a, an offence under the Act, and that if people, you know, people should report it if they're aware of it. So. I think there's always been I think there's always been an element of money politics in Vanuatu. It's not as um entrenched as it is in places like Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea. Um, but it's certainly always been, you know, in the mix to an extent. Now for our listeners who aren't aware, this this snap election is caused by a dissolution of parliament on the eve of a motion of no confidence in the Prime Minister, are we seeing uh, that reflected in the candidates that have come through the final candidates list and, and what, who are the sort of the front runners, big players in this election to watch? Well, as you know, Karoi, uh, Vanuatu politics is, is wildly unpredictable and, you know, only, only idiots make predictions about what is or isn't going to happen. But certainly, you know, we have seen some fallout from that whole issue around the motion of no confidence and the dissolution of parliament in terms of who is and isn't being stood as, as particularly by the parties who is or isn't being stood as candidates. There's been some, uh, there's been some friction in some of the parties with people that have previously stood as a party, as a party member. So Joe Nassman, for example, stalwart of the VP, but is now standing as an independent because he wasn't, his name wasn't endorsed um, by whichever body was supposed to do the endorsing. As I said, we've got, I think, six former prime ministers standing. Possibly, you know, a notable among that among them are Serge Bahor and Moana Kassar, both of whom um, had previously been convicted by the Supreme Court in relation to a corruption, a bribery scandal in 20, 2015 um, and had been barred from standing for 10 years, but then subsequently were pardoned by the previous president and so are now eligible to stand. Um, so, that you know, that it'll be interesting to see how they go. Both of them have previously had very significant political profiles in Vanuatu. Now, um, uh, in terms of, of nuts and bolts, um, just straightforward uh, single-day polling in Vanuatu, is it? And just get, give us a brief, brief rundown of the political, I mean, the electoral voting system, please. Well, it's it's yeah. So it's just a single day of polling. So that'll be on Thursday of this week. It has been nominated as a public holiday um, in order for people to vote. That that's something of a double-edged sword. And it, you know, it, there's a there's an ongoing conversation in Vanuatu as to whether that contributes or not to a decent voter turnout. Um, you know, I think again, people have been calling on people not to go to the garden or to the beach, but actually to go and vote on Thursday. Um, the Electoral Commission has been doing a lot of work in terms of getting people registered and making sure that they've got voting cards so that they are they can vote. Um, the and again and the 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 results should come in fairly quickly. So I mean I would think that we'd have pretty much a solid idea as to what the results were by Monday of next week. Um, the counting will will sort of start immediately that the polls close. Um, and then, you know, it really does come down to, as we know with Vanuatu politics, the next step will be, you know, a fair amount of horse trading and negotiation about forming a coalition. It's, it's a long, long time since Vanuatu had a single party government. And I don't think there's any expectation that this will be, that that will change. So we can expect to see a coalition 
um, of parties, and, and that could be a number of parties plus some independents, as we've seen previously. Uh, backtracking a bit, um, there has been some comment on the uh, on the electoral rolls and uh, the existence mm-hmm. of people who have passed away on those rolls. Um, uh, I was getting a bit um, um, confused about the electoral cards and their use and, and that discussion. Can you just explain a bit of the discussions around that? Yeah, so the electoral roll has been a problem for a while. Um, so we know there are issues with the electoral roll. The electoral roll is not accurate and it's not up to date. Um, and there hasn't, yet, there has yet to be a major, um, a major piece of work around ensuring that that electoral roll is more accurate. Um, the use of voting cards does does assist in that some way. So pe- most generally, people hold voting cards in order to. To, to vote, but if you, if for some reason you don't have a voting card, um, I, you know, my understanding is that you can't be barred from voting. If your name is on the electoral roll, you should be allowed to vote. Similarly, there's been changes around the mechanics of it so that um, it's no longer possible to vote by proxy unless you are out of the country. So, you know, if in order to vote, you have to register where you live. You can't say, well, I live in Vila, but I want to vote in Santo and I've given my cousin or my brother the, the proxy you can only nominate a proxy if you're out of the country so there have been, there has been some tightening up of that um but the, the, there is still this kind of structural issue around the electoral roll and again this come you know given that it's a snap election if the electoral cycle had been left to run its course it may well be that the electoral office which is currently doing a lot of work with support from UNDP that they may have been able to do some work around that in advance of the 2024 elections. But obviously, all that kind of um, machinery stuff and that, you know, getting the structures and the processes changed has been uh, put on the back burner in order to get these elections out of the door. What what happens, uh, final question from you, what happens to the, the term of parliament with the snap election um, does that four is it four years term? Does that just start from the date of this election and keep that's getting pushed up? Right. That's right. Yeah. So we'll so we'll you know so it's, this is twenty twenty two. Assuming that we get a full term, the the next elections will be in twenty twenty six. Thank you so much, Tess. Appreciate your time, and we'll probably be be back to talk to you after we have some results to look at. Okay. Sounds good, Koroi. Thank you, Thomas. Okay. Take care. Thank you, Thomas. Ale. 